At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Den Talks podcast is powered by denanywhere.com. You guys go to denanywhere.com now, no matter where you live in the world, and you can take our classes virtually and live. Go to denanywhere.com and sign up for just $29.99 a month. You get a limited access to our classes with over 150 a month to choose from. Plus, most of them are archived. So if you can't make the exact time, you can catch them later. We still also have our workshops and our certifications now all accessible to you no matter where you are. Go to denanywhere.com. Hey guys, this is Tal and welcome to Den Talks Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Den Meditation. So okay, if you have any questions at all about how can I be doing everything a little bit healthier, and I mean like, should I be putting these products on my face? Is this really a great suppository? Is this medicine necessary? How am I brushing my hair? How can I stop thinning hair? I mean like literally any question you have, like is this sunblock good for me? Should I be having more sun? What do people say? This woman that we have on today, Nadine Artemis, is just a wealth of information. It's insane. And she gives us everything. Her story is really cool too because she talks about where this passion kind of came from as a little kid. But we kind of just get into it. And I ask her a ton of questions. And I think you guys are going to be really intrigued. And I bet you swap out some products and probably go into your bathroom tonight. And you're like, "Mm, oops. And what's even cool is she blows your mind off of things that you think you're doing naturally. Where you're like, oh, well, in this area, I'm already doing this right. And she'll tell you why that's still actually unhealthy or the ingredients that are hidden in there are actually really not great. And that's what kind of surprised me, things that she's like, not only is that not great for you, it actually has the opposite effect. So, you know, as a woman, and we do a lot of face care stuff, you hear things that you're like, not only is that not helping you, even though it's all the rage, you're actually increasing your wrinkle production. And that's when you're like, what? So... We learn a lot. We talk about the microbiome as well and the gut. And I really hope you like this episode. Please go to our Facebook group and let me know what you think or ask any more questions because we're in touch with her. And all of her information is going to be in the show notes. And this is going to be one you're going to want to reference. Yeah, where in Hawaii are you guys going? First, we're going to be in Maui for three weeks and then over to Molokai for a little deeper. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be great. And then you're back to Ontario. Yeah. But like, you know, it'll be spring. That's just the beginning of spring, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it's beautiful there, right? And then the summers are probably stunning. There's nowhere else to be on the planet. I don't think like on Ontario summer, you know, it's like 80s and lake or like spring fed and. So gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. And you guys like live all surrounded by nature, right? I mean, totally, it, I'd yeah. be weird if you didn't. With yeah, everything yeah, totally. you do. <laughs> I yeah. was like, after all of this. <laughs> yeah. 200 acres of full wild forest and, and their lake and spring fed. And there's like mooses that swim in the lake or bears. Oh, my so. God. And do you grow? I mean, I guess are we already? Yeah. Okay, we'll, just keep, we'll keep talking. But do you grow like some of our herbs and plants? Yeah, yeah. But we need the whole world to Right. Yeah. But yeah, we have a beautiful garden and And when you cook and eat, do you eat off your land mostly or some, but you know, and then we have uh, sprouts that we grow during the winters in the greenhouse and yeah. 
Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to be talking yeah. to you. I have Nadine Artemis here, who's the author of Renegade Beauty, which is a stunning book with, I mean, an abundance of information. I mean, anything you could possibly need to know about how to like be using nature to make yourself okay, it's like, is in here. And you also did the uh, Holistic Dental Care book, which I also want to talk a lot about because I find that really fascinating too. And you started with that book. I did. Yeah. That was just sort of the first need like back then, uh, which was was about 2000, 2009, I self-published because I, I just need to get it out to the people. And people would be like, don't self-publish, you won't get published. And I was like, it's irrelevant. It's just about the people getting the information. Right. But that's actually how I did get published. So Right, because they found the book and exactly. then they're like, we have to publish they, yeah, it. Yeah, and it was a success as self-publishing, so then they knew it would be a good title. And now it's in five different languages and... Well, yeah. it's so huge. Well, talk to me a little bit about your background because it is, you're so accomplished and you know so much about basically how you can be using plants and herbs and nature and the sun, everything that's just naturally here to be used for anything that especially right now we're not using, whether it be food, like your dentistry, your makeup, how we give birth. I mean, all of it. It's pretty incredible. So how did you even, like, where were you raised? That's a good question. Yeah, I was, and also with the book, Renegade Beauty, I was, I just wanted, like, all information in my it brain is. to it's, go there, you know? And that's what, yeah. I mean, it's all-encompassing. I love it. And it's pretty, too. Thank you. Yeah, so I grew up and I was raised in Ontario, just, like, pretty classic middle class, you know, and went to school and did all that. But I think the real, well, you know, and during that time, too, I was, um, I was always a kid that loved nature, so yeah. luckily we had uh, a beautiful cottage on a lake, and all my grandparents seemed to live out in the middle of the woods, too. Ah. <laughs> so we ha I had, you know, and again, it was just like you go outside in the morning and you come back at nine at night in one of those Ontario summers. So it was, and I was just immersed in nature and mixing things together. And I would even mix things in my mother's bathroom. Maybe, you know, the, the exquisite perfume with the skull and crossbones stuff under the sink, but still I was like mixing and doing <laughs> things. So that was sort of like as a kid, but then, in, um, and I was always directed towards, um, you know, really what I love doing. Like I always sort of had that. Now we understand that as sort of like focusing on your strengths. Yeah. But it's just sort of my natural thing. So who wants to do stuff you don't want to, you're not, you know, do you want to do? Um, so that just kept help narrowing things. But also, uh, so then I was doing a science fair project in grade nine and I was thinking about subjects and this book fell out at the library and it was, you know, very easy to read, understand, geared towards kids. And it was all about making cosmetics. So I was like, oh, my God. Wait, how interesting. I love that it just fell yeah. off the shelf. And there was a whole chapter on perfume. And I was really obsessed with perfumes at that time. Um, but really having no clue where they came from except loving the bottles and the smells. And then, you know, really understanding the history of perfume and that they were distilled from plants. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, it makes so much sense now so I um and it talked about ancient Egypt which I loved because my great-grandfather was uh, an arc um he would go in the archaeological digs as a painter Ooh. yeah and he was the president of the London Egyptology Society so there was like a nice resonance there and uh going into that sort of alchemy and mystery and that talked about the, the distillations which is called essential oils and you could probably find them at the health food store so my mom drove me into the big city the health food store and I was smelling <laughs> the big city, I love it. <laughs> for the first time things like Ylang and blood orange and it was you know I, I wouldn't have known then really the you know to understand the differences between natural and synthetic but like it was definitely speaking to my nose and I was like oh this is really interesting so I recreated Lair de Ton using essential oils and that was really fun and then you know was, was that your project 
That was my project, and I did really well. Because sometimes I do that's amazing. Sometimes I do well in science. Sometimes I, you know, be mixed. But that one, I definitely remember like nine getting nineties for, which was fun. Um, But then it was like really, you know. And then again, I was still obsessed with, you know, I'd do like makeovers for my girlfriends on school trips in the back of the bus, and I was just into like just total girl zone there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then discovering and thinking that there was green beauty products with things like the body shop and stuff. But then I get to university. I'm 18, and I'm on my own, which was great. I was so glad I didn't do residence. So, you know, I'm like, you know, making food and doing all that, setting up my own home and um, skipping school because I was signed up for some boring classes. And I see um, a show with Lisa Bonet and Raul Julia and John Rumps just talking about food and the environment and pesticides and just stuff that really was quite new then and like understanding the environmental impact of food choices and food food and health like that wasn't quite connected back then and uh, this is like the early 90s and so and then uh, I finally got exciting subjects at school because I dove into women's studies so then our textbooks are things like our bodies ourselves we're learning about the horrors of IUD seeing you know and birth control pill I'm doing projects on midwifery and um, you know even analyzing like Madonna's masquerading and understanding her like undoing of like sort of she deconstructed a lot of things that we were used to about femininity so and I was doing uh, like I did my thesis on the female orgasm and then <laughs> oh my god I love that so there's a whole thing about really for the first time understanding you know having a new understanding yeah. of the history of women's bodies and the experiments and the medicalization and the misunderstanding because it was always it's like the norm for like hundreds of years is like the norm is male and then anything that's you know sort of white male that deviates from that is like you know as Freud would say the dark continent of the woman's body right it's just, this mystery we don't understand. So I had that going on, but then the food thing, like that was going really strong. Um, So I really understood in that moment, like to not eat processed food, to only eat organic food. And luckily there was a health food store and a farmer's market to And that's where you learned it was from that talk. Yeah, from that talk, it really, really spoke to me. And I got the book and I just started like making my own food in earnest. And then I was, I got a whole bunch of other books because I would walk by this health food store every day. It was in this converted little house. It was right on my street. So I got their whole library. And, um, you know, I'm reading books from like European naturopaths and just really understanding like, oh, if you have a headache, there's like these different things. Or maybe you're not digesting and you're constipated. And then I got this book on um, reading all the labels at the supermarket, which was really enlightening. It sounds so simple, but to just right. We didn't know about the food system then. So then it was just really easy. It was like a whole month where this was all going on. And then I was able to take that knowledge and apply it to body care labels and then realize that this green beauty care that I thought I had was, was not just green at all. total bullshit. Oh, sorry. BS. No, you can, okay. you can curse. You're all good. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was making my own food and all of my own skincare products. So I just started making lip balm and perfumes and everything. And then, but it, then it was like the challenge to get the ingredients so then I was just uh, researching around the globe for different, you know, distillers. But meanwhile, you're still in school to- studying, yeah. like, female yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, philosophy, film. I just I'm just know. so impressed you were so... Com- it wasn't just like, oh, this is interesting, I like it. It's like, you went 
full on like into the wormhole, like cooking, yeah. your, like making your own food, making your own products yeah. while still studying something else, even though it connected loosely. It yeah. was different. It, I really did dive in and I, I feel like it also helped it. I was just like living on my own, like not a right, lot no of one people are first like... year university living on their own, but I loved it. I, I loved that. And, uh, and also now I understand more about myself and I do when I go in, I go you in. You go in. I love it, though. Good yeah. for you. You get shit done. Yeah, get shit done. And uh, so that so was, you were sourcing. You were so, sourcing. Well, yeah, product. I had. Well, I had to start. Like obviously, that was a, that took a few, like a year or two. Anyway, I mean, to get ingredients that I would read about, or I would read about ancient things, and I just had to get a whiff of what <laughs> what did that ingredient smell like, or when. And there was a lot of. Uh, I got some 18th century European books, which was yeah. awesome because it was that 18th where they those authors of that time they were going back to antiquity and that was sort of our last moment before things started to get synthesized at the turn of the 19th century so to read those books on the cusp where where which is old to us now but they were revisiting antiquity and like they were looking at the recipes in ancient Egypt where they would mix like sort of essential oils or blue lotus flowers with wine you know, making, yeah. you know, all this. So I was like, but why, you know, why did they love it? I had to taste it and whiff it and smell it. I mean, I, what I love about this so much is it's just a reminder for people, like never let a kid get off their passion. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, it's true yeah, because yeah. clearly you had such a passion for it because again, someone might be interested or intrigued, but again, the fact that you're like, I had to smell what that smelled like. I had to taste what they tasted and it just kept you going deeper and getting more of an understanding and, you know, it's, it's just brilliant, actually. No, I love it because I'm like, you were really lucky to tap into your passion early. I was, and I'm just so thankful for that to, to this present day to be able to tap in early. You know, and also at the same time, it was great because I was learning further. Because you, know, you don't really, I'm sure some people do, but I didn't really, my writing skills didn't fully gel in high school. Obviously, I could write and, and do well, but like, you know, really right. finding a voice. And there was a lot of great professors that you know, saw my unique style that was, it's a bit lyrical. If you've read the book, you can see there's like, and it was really encouraged. So that was really, it would just make so much sense now looking back at that time. And then um, you just, the homemade products I were making were just so, you know, appreciated and, and working yeah. and, and getting results, you know, because we had the, the ingredients of the essential oils. And when you use them and architect the product with them, you get really effective products. So I would make things for my friends like waitress legs so they could, <laughs> you know, not have the varicose and spader veins after a long shift. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Things like, I was name. making things out of like recycled <laughs> canisters or for, for film. I'd put like the film canisters. I would put, oh, we don't really have those anymore, but I would yeah. put like lip balm in there and you know just making it and so then when I graduated before I even graduated I just knew that there was no store for all of this so I did by, by 22 about six months after I graduated I opened up North America's first full concept aromatherapy store wow yeah it was really great and I had a blending bar where we would sell like essential oils by the drop um, or you know more and then um, custom make per blend perfumes and stuff for people Wow. Yeah. Well, I love, like, even in your book, you talked about the history a little bit of, like, essential oils from, like, Mary Magdalene, like, to Napoleon. And I'm yeah. like, God. And it's funny. We were just talking about this on here, how we, you know, we perceive everything as this woo-woo, new-agey stuff. And really, you're like, no, it's so old. It's so old. And it's, it was really beautiful to see that in the book because I was like, it's such a nice reminder of, like, 
these concepts of, you know, oils and I mean, everything else you're talking about too, but we're talking about oils now Mm -hmm. too. And in the book with Mary Magdalene, it was the oils, um, how far back they really go. So old. Yeah. And the fun thing is when they even like, they're so old, but they're so tenacious and stable that when they, you know, would find tombs and go into them and the alabaster jars, they'll be surrounded by the, um, mummy things. The coffins, I guess they're called. Yeah. You know, so they were buried with like liters and liters of essential oils and alabaster jars and stuff. Right. And they were still potent Smelling. and still had their medicinal value when they were tested. That's incredible. Yeah. I think one person or uh, one royalty was was uh, buried with 70 gallons of various essential oils. All different? Yes. Wow. So even like in a peak, I mean. That's amazing. I've been having essential oil business. That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We're, wow. Yeah. Just the production of it. Yeah, totally. And Cleopatra had, like, a, her the bathroom, however that was in ancient Egypt, and there beside it would be a still room wow. where things were being freshly distilled for her. So oil clearly feels like it was something that you got very passionate about early because it was, yeah. like, perfume and mixing yeah. things and oils and... But then obviously it expanded to everything. everything. Just like how can we be using this stuff for every aspect? So after your store, how long did you have this store for? For seven years. It's a long time. Yeah, and it was very successful. It's just I also had a partner then, and then we just decided to go separate ways. And that was, you know, it was, we just started the, you know, the internet was just sort of happening. Yeah. And it was all that sort of stuff. But I was really happy because I also knew, like, I didn't want to end, live in the city yeah, yeah. that whole time. And it's just you kind of get, you know, you can have a similar vision to start, but you know, then they can go in different so ways. So your life changes and yeah. you, it sounds like you were meant to do other things also. Yeah, for sure. But it was also, it was just good to just sort of be more like, just go, okay, whatever the future is, I'm just going to be like, you know, my own boss fully and completely. Right. Um, even though I was before, but it's just when you have a business <laughs> partnership, you have to bring in, it has to be both the vision to bring it forward. So yeah, um, yeah then I just sort of pretended I was retired for a year. <laughs> Which was really, I just wanted to take a moment because it was really quite a run I'd had since like 18 and going right through, you know, there was no gap year and no pause. And, um, and it was funny because as a kid, I would see those Freedom 55 commercials and I would be like 55, I'm going to be at 29. (laughs) And it was on my 29th birthday on January 29th that, Uh that, that, that we closed the store. And then, um, yeah, I just wanted to take a year to just sort of take a moment. And so what'd you do? Um, I just read a lot of like Rumi and Krishnamurti and I thought I'm just going to sort through the files of my brain. And then, uh, and then I just wanted to give even the botanicals a, a, a rest. I was like, maybe are we going to go forward together? Like, I just didn't want to create a habit out of it. Yeah, or like, smart. Yeah, I was like, you know, we got to go together in purpose together. And But of course, uh, the botanicals remained and of course it's my total passion. <laughs> um, but I did come, I did have a fun project that I did in that mean, t- in the meantime, which was I would get vintage compacts, you know, from the early 1900s and then I would create, really clean them out and um, do solid perfumes and they were all individual. So I had like these individual sort of art perfumes. Wow. Yeah. That you could just like rub. Yeah, like, like a solid perfume and they were featured cool. in the Hollywood Reporter and stuff. So that was really fun. And, but they must have been beautiful too. They were with so the comp- yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I made these little silk pouches that they would go into and it was called Moisture in an Oyster. <laughs> you have good names. That's for sure. That's Naming funny. Naming is fun. <laughs> yeah. So then after your year... Yeah, well, then Ron, I mean, your husband, my husband now. And uh, he was so he was like, we had 
that, that was really neat because there was just so much alchemy in our union. And it was kind of interesting because the moment we got together, it was just like a whole new world. And we just were so busy is not quite the right word, but there was just so much alchemy between us, not just our love, but like what we wanted to create. Right. And it was like immediately he was like, let's work together. Let's do that. And I was a little bit like, oh, no, this is supposed to be a romantic part. Right, 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 right. We, we bring that. I'm like, I just had like a, a partnership experience. You know, I was like, we can't let this get too serious or whatever. But of course, how many years later? Yeah. Yeah. What are we at? 19 years later or something. So, um, but that was really neat because then forging ahead up with a partnership with him was really neat because I think when you are in union, you have to obviously have some shared vision for the long term of your life. And I also feel like if you are going to cohabitate together, um, it you do need to figure out working systems because no matter what they're sort of like they're you know each household is really a little business you have an inventory you have ingoing you have outgoing like who's going to do the dishes or take out the try you know there's all those things you got to figure out so it actually made a lot of sense to have a beautiful partnership with him so and, and then you had a kid together and then we had our kid leaf together yeah and he's 12 now amazing yeah. so you guys really have done everything together so when did you feel like you started feeling your passion grow where you just started to become so knowledgeable kind of about everything synthesizing? Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I mean, early on, even right out of the gate, once I had my store, also because of the quality that I brought forth from just day one, it was very respected in the you know, in my colleagues in my in the aromatherapy field and stuff. So I was immediately even speaking at conferences and stuff back then in the 90s and things on like history, uh, the history of perfumery and health and women's health and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, so I don't know how it all came together, but it did. And I have such a passion for figuring it out myself. So we'll be the biggest test experiments, you know. Um, well, let's yeah. talk about some of kind of, I mean, again, people should get this book, Renegade Beauty, because it has every answer and it's very, it's helpful. But let's talk about some of like, some of the concepts yeah. that might blow people's minds. You might be like, oh, sun, just the sun alone. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're taught so much like avoid it, wear sunblock. Though some of us have heard like at least try and be out for an hour without sunblock. But you're basically saying don't wear sunblock at all. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, of course we don't want to get burnt. And right. so there are m moments, you know, you're surfing in Hawaii for six hours. You got to like use something on your face, which, you know, you can use a natural version of a sunblock made with zinc, for example. But right. Yeah. Generally, we, you know, people are like, oh, can we just take vitamin D and then avoid the sun? And the truth is we need more than that because the vitamin right. D is fat soluble. And when our skin engages with the sun, there's a whole alchemy that we understand, but there's a depth to it that's going to, we're going to keep understanding. And so when our skin feels those sun's rays, our pores dilate um, to receive those sun's rays, to bring them into the body. And there's a lot of functions that happen is there's the creation of a cholesterol sulfate which is very key and important to the body, and it's a good cholesterol. And so that sun interaction is water-soluble, and so it helps to cleanse our blood. And then we make microbial peptides, which are essential for um, microbial activity, for the immune system, for the microbiome. So all those things are happening. And 
while we think the sun's just like parching us and drying us out and making us up into shriveled raisins, <laughs> it's actually um, lubricating us from the inside. And that with that cholesterol sulfate, which is very essential to um, to our sex hormones and also, yeah, again, to the immune system. Because we know, I think a lot of people might know, well, oops, sorry, vitamin D <laughs> levels help to prevent a lot of cancers. So, right. for example, having sufficient vitamin D levels in your body, you reduce your breast cancer rate by 50%, which is huge. huge. That's so huge. Um, not to mention, all there's over, like, close to 3,000 studies now that show that you need sufficient vitamin D to, like, prevent all these cancers. And what is, like, the, what is that? Like, so how yeah. long, because I guess my point is, like, for someone, and you, you're pretty fair, too. Well, I've just come out of the winter. Right, I mean, I mean, I'm yeah. really fair. So I'm white all the time, really fair, really sensitive. Like, how how would I go about doing that? Like how long, what time yeah, of day? Yeah, so you want to do it slowly but surely, you yep. know, and start like, well, you can start now. <laughs> I'm in LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you just start, you know, it's five, 10, 15 minutes a day, wherever you're at. And then you just start building it up and building it up because you want to get, you got to get the, so when we wear sunscreen, then we're dividing the, the rays coming at us and we're just receiving UVA rays and not we're blocking the UVB. E, yeah. The UVB creates the vitamin D. So that's one thing you're being cut off from is just the benefit, which is the vitamin D. Now, getting just UVA on its own with vitamin D, that creates sun damage. Interesting. Because you need the full spectrum of rays, which is, you know, which we kind of know it a bit with our, with science, once we start pulling things out, you know, and then just getting the part of a plant or the part of a drug and not right, the whole right, right. That's when things start getting a bit funky. So we need both to, for, yeah, we just need both. And so you're getting the damaging sun ray without the other. And, and studies show, and I quote them in my book, and like, you know, studies from the New England Journal of Medicine and the Co Cochrane Reviews and like some very serious ones. Right, legitimate the, studies. Yeah. <laughs> the more we're wearing sunscreen, the more moles we're getting and the higher chances is that we're going to get skin cancer. And then other studies show... I mean, that's what's so fascinating because totally. it just feels like we're at least trained and taught and linked like sunblock prevents skin cancer. And then with the, one of my favorite authors, Dr. Bernard Ackerman, who, who has this huge book, it's so good. It goes right into depth, and it's all about the myths around sun and melanoma. And he was the founding father of dermatopathology, which is the study of skin disease. And so he just charts it all out, and he, he also really goes into, like, the sun lobby and, like, when sunscreens came and that whole thing behind it. But really it was, you know... It's this chemical situation that we don't need, and it just got strong as a lobby group. <laughs> so it's like, be mindful. Like, if you're someone who's going to fry, yeah. like, don't So you don't want to get burnt, but... Right. Getting burned is is so is easier for the body to deal with than sitting in, in in the sun with six hour for six hours with sunscreen on. The body has mechanisms to deal. The DNA will deal with that extra heat. It will clear it out by ninety nine point nine percent. Like it just clears it, and I write about that in the book. So you can literally, you don't want to get sunburned, but your body actually can deal with it better than using sunscreen. And what about like indirect sunlight? So like if you have a hat on, yeah. so you're still getting sunlight by being outside, but you're not like getting it 
Or do you saying total direct no, sunlight? To, to, well, you, total direct sunlight. But it, if you're really worried about your face and wrinkles and you don't quite believe me yet, that's fine. Just cover your head. You know, you've got the the whole backside you could do, the sides, the front. So there's a lot of real estate on the body right. you can cover and you can protect your your face. And you said something about sun damage also, you know, in the book about sun. Uh, most of sun damage is actually caused from stuff on the inside, yeah, so, which I was like, huh. Yeah, so it's like we got to think about what are we bringing to the sun? What are we offering? And we're mm-hmm. currently offering, you know, bodies filled with like Coca-Cola, <laughs> uh, canola, and all those. That, so the, especially those oils, the polyunsaturated fatty acids, when we're cooking with those in the sun, or even not using the sun when we're eating those, that's the biggest cause of hyperpigmentation. So which oils? So you were saying Like canola. the whole, like, yeah, the canola, mazola, soy, corn, that whole family. Yep. Those just, the, you know, not olive oil. Right. <laughs> but it has to be real. So the oils are beautiful and great, but we have to have real oils From. in our diet, like the coconut and olive oil. Yeah. And then eating those things and then eating foods rich in pigments. Studies show, again, many, and they're in my book, about how that creates an internal sunscreen so then you're you know when you're in the sun it's just like more harmonized it's so true because I am very fair and I've had my fair share of burns um and I'm better like I know I can feel like I can actually feel my skin when I can tell it's about to start burning you can feel it yeah um but I have noticed I'm like I burn a lot less now that I'm older and part of me is like I'm probably just a healthier eater than I was when I was younger. So yeah. maybe there is something to that. Cause I've noticed it too. I'm like, huh, like I'll, I'll, people will be out and they'll just fry and I'll be okay. Now, granted, again, I'm more cautious. I stay like under an umbrella cause I know I can't be out as long as most people. My skin just doesn't yeah. handle it. Or maybe I have to build up like you were yeah, saying. Yeah. You want to build up the melanin. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, for people in the Northern climates, you just like, you build it up as much as you can in the summer and kind of like, we're like solar batteries and we can store it. Right. But I definitely, Air. I'm like by February 1st, I feel like it's all gone. You know, I'm like, so how do you feel? Like, what does that feel like for you? Well, I just feel a little, my immune system, I just feel so a little more vulnerable, you know, and, uh, I mean, it is true. I mean, in the hospitals, they always say if you can roll the the bed out, people are going to heal a lot faster with the sun than if you're stuck in the room all day. Totally. And I love in the 1920s in Lausanne, Switzerland, they had these clinics. Yes, and they used to just pull them out on the patio and sit them there all day. Yeah, with the verandas and people come from all over Europe and they would just heal with the sun. Tuberculosis, Epstein-Barr. And now, now we know why Epstein-Barr did well then. Right. You know what I mean? Not well with the sun is what I'm saying, because now we're seeing through science about how if we're, if our vitamin D receptors right. it's so interesting. Are, are which are all over our body, the vitamin D receptors, if they're not brimming with vitamin D, then uh, bacterial lignans can come in and attack our immune system. So now we totally we can make the correlations. It's just so and I get it. Like, there's a whole, like, you know, another system happening. But it is so interesting when you see how, like, you really don't need all this crap. But, like, so let's talk about facial products, too. Yeah. Um, well, working on aging, do you feel like you have a hard time selling kind of all natural to women who want something stronger to combat the wrinkles or aging? Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, obviously, you know. Your audience is your audience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the the people that will come. But um, what we're doing right now in the name of beauty from 90 or more percent of what's out there is actually aging us. You know, the $1,000 cream made out of petroleum derivatives isn't going to keep your 
by less wrinkly by the time you're 90. So it's like we've really got to understand that there are tricks of the trade that will plump things up in that moment that maybe you think, oh, I applied it. But this cycle that we create where we're stripping away things from our stratum corneum and then replacing it with like petroleum-based oils and chemicals is, uh, you know, making our cells shrivel under a microscope so we can see the damage it's creating on the long term. But we might just have that. Like, you know, it's moisturizing. I know there's that new product that's like been out or like those strips you can put and they're like, it gets rid of wrinkles and it gets rid of, and I'm like, that can't possibly, like whenever I get confounded, I'm mm. like, I'll read the comments. Yeah. Now everything's social media. Yeah. So I'll be like, okay, let me read the comments because this makes no sense to me how this could possibly work. And it's funny, once you get it, they're like, it works, totally works, but it's for like three hours, five hour max. And I'm like, well, that that's ridiculous. And like, I, I'm, I don't have your brain, so I'm not going past it to be like, well, what's happening? But now I have a better concept of it because I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. Anything that's working for three or five hours isn't really doing anything. No. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing. It's this like bullshit fake, like... You can look good for that one party, but only stay for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You'll turn into <laughs> the pumpkin. Then you're like, right, and you turn into the pumpkin. But you're clearly putting something on your face that's not... Yeah, it's just these sort of temporary plumpers yeah. and stuff. And one good example, because I, I, I have a chapter on yoni care, because it's so important. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a study in there that really highlights it. So, you know, you think KY jelly is kind of a safer option, like... You know, it seems clear and... Right, clear. You know, it's clear. <laughs> um, and it's water-based, but it is glycerin-based. So glycerin's a very common ingredient. Um, but what we know from looking at studies with using KY jelly in the vagina is that when you look at the cells inside the vagina that have been using KY jelly, they're shriveled up, literally mm. like cellular raisins. So you're actually perpetuating the problem yeah, you're solving. So so it creates a thing called osmolarity. So the cell is like, oh no, all this, this, it's outside, the water's outside the cell. So it releases its own water to kind of create the balance. And so with use of KY jelly a lot, um, cells slough off inside the vagina more, creating like easier environment for STDs, yeast infections. Plus it, it's, it is, it's like a sugary thing. So if you, it's if there is yeast, it right. will just like explode. make that explode. And so we can also see that with the skin cells because a lot of skincare has glycerin in it. And even for oral care, toothpaste, because natural toothpaste might have glycerin. It's kind of a common ingredient. In the natural toothpaste. In the natural one. Because it's, to me, glycerin's a filler. When I'm making products, it's like every single drop counts. It's not like oh, we're going to put lavender, focus on the lavender, talk about the lavender, and, and then, then have 99% yeah, right. air, filler, or whatever. So even in teeth, what it does is it coats the teeth, and then the saliva can't get to the, to the enamel and do its job because it's like this microscopic coating that just doesn't come off when you're, even after you've rinsed your mouth, you know. And that's in the natural toothpaste. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just up against everything. you got to really know your shit. I mean, that's what's, I mean, that's what's so great about your book, but it's hard. It's like, I read it being like, oh, God. So, like, one of my questions was for you, so if someone's going to go into their bathroom and just start taking some intake, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, okay, let me get a sense of where I'm at. What are they looking for? Well, you know, I mean, you got to look at those ingredients, but right. it's just pretty it's overwhelming. Much, I have a yeah. feeling this is going to be an overwhelming answer. <laughs> well, it's like, it's so, it's actually too, I mean, there's thousands of areas that can go wrong, but yeah, like, I mean, I could walk. So first of all, obviously the drugstore situation, 
we're just like anything from there, we're probably not going to be using. Okay, so but if no we more walk, of that. If we walk down the aisle at Erewhon or Whole Foods, like I'm still probably going to have issues. Still in a danger zone. Yeah, probably about <laughs> 98% of the stuff. Guys, the world is scary. <laughs> but again, it's still like, it's a bit of Even in the business. natural world, it it's is. still scary. And there's a lot of ingre- things they'll do, like have um, the main ingredient be like, uh, you might see like a lavender, like it's a lavender infused water and the lavender is organic. So then it's basically like a basically making a herbal tea right. and making that organic because you had an organic tea bag. Okay. And then water in a lot of products is, is the first ingredient. So then you can get your organic certification right because maybe water's 70 percent. so now we're perfectly natural yeah and now you can get your organic certification but organic skincare certification also includes so much processing of raw materials that i would not allow like we wouldn't work with that much. so like what like what should people like bleached and deodorized like a a jojoba (laughs) you can use jojoba golden beautiful fresh from the distiller or you can have a bleached deodorized winterized jojoba that's like now clear That's fine to be organic. Or you can have methyl parabens in an organic product. And then there's the, well, it's only such, because you only need 0.01% of methyl paraben in a product. But when women's bodies are being tested, for example, like even with like looking at diseased breast tissue, Mm -hmm. methyl parabens are in all all of that. So it's showing up in our bodies, even though it's this ingredient that's only used in a microscopic amount. So, like, the attitude of, like, oh, my God, we'll be fine. We've always been fine. Well, maybe, but, I mean, we weren't <laughs> using we weren't using this 100 years ago, right? Right. And I, oh, I, mean, I do think we will be fine. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Fine, but... But we should pay attention. Well, why not have fun in the meantime? And, in, you know, and why... I feel like there's a lot that we have to combat in a way like 5g networks or air quality so why not just have your home and what you're applying to your body be like a safe zone right and it's 2020 the options are beautiful you know it's not not just like you have to wear birkenstocks and go without makeup i do like my birkenstocks (laughs) i do too but i don't wear a lot of makeup i think you're describing me right there you don't have to be her (laughs) um but it is so basically you're saying chances are if you bought your your stuff at a drugstore you should probably go somewhere else. But what about, like you are talking about, there's some of these really high-end products, like from these facialists. I mean, there's all these fa- famous facialists now, and they all have high-end products. It's the same BS. It's just more expensive. Right. Really, at the end of the day. So, like, stuff like, um, of course, now I'm forgetting everything, uh, like retinol. So bad. Why is retinol bad? Well, if you, the safety warnings, like, can harm a pregnancy, for example. Like, any, you know what I mean? Like, I can't remember all the list of things, but right. it's quite horrifying. And it doesn't solve. It doesn't solve. That's the thing, too. Like you can well, get, So that's important. So yes. talk about that. Well, there's a whole vicious cycle. So maybe, you know, you have... So if we're just using even, like, we went to Whole Foods and we got our natural foaming cleanser, 
that alone, now that we know about the microbiome, we know that it's leaving microscopic surfactant splinters in the stratum corneum that aren't washing off every day. So you have years of that building up, never being cleansed. So that messes with the microbiome. And when we don't have our skin's microbiome intact, then our immune system is challenged. Um, Plus the skin isn't going to be you know, what you're looking for, because we're going to start throwing off the texture. Maybe some hyperpigmentation is going to come up, or melasma. Maybe there's acne that's just not solving itself. And then we're showering under chlorine in our, with our shower filters, and then we get so fed up that we go to the dermatologist, and then we're getting some heavy hitters, right. which further, like, mess up the microbiome way more than the drugstore thing, because now we're looking at cortisone, um, or different antibiotics. And again, these are all therapies that are going to devastate the skin's microbiome even further. How long does it take to rebalance your microbiome? Or can you never fully do it? No, you can. And I think it just depends. So some people who've had acne for what's probably for them feels like forever. Some people (laughs) will have, oh my God, the next day, like, oh, they're starting to see they're moving away from it. Um, and things are clearing up like immediately. Some people that might take them like a month because maybe they have to detox out a bit more. Um, if your skin is fairly decent, you know, not like a lot of acne, but you're just sort of like uneven skin tone and patchiness and that kind of thing. I mean, people wake up with new skin right after. Like, I mean, some people are just like, oh my God. <laughs> so, what do you recommend, especially for, let's talk about probiotics for a yeah. second because you hear about that a lot as far as balancing your gut and all these microbiomes and you know there's microbiomes of there's the big micro it's just all the different like you said it's your microbiome of your face or it can be the microbiome of your gut is there one probiotic you can take that balances all of it well in a way so we just recently made a a probiotic and then our goal was to have you know you want to look for um, or, and what I wanted to design was something where you're over 50 billion CFUs, which is colony-forming units. You want to be really high. And then what we need is actually like a diverse amount of, of, um, of species of probiotics. So you want some from the bifidum family, some from the lactobillus family. So you want to mix. You want a diverse species because that's what we need to do too. Just like, you know, we've got extinction in species in our soil and animals like our guts. Our microbiome is probably functioning with about a thousand less species than we were about a hundred years ago. So we want to, again, build up that diversity. And um, also ours was grown, our our little probiotics were grown on inulin, which is a prebiotic. And that was also important that it's non-corn, non-gluten growing, because then a lot of probiotics, even though they're say they're gluten-free, when they're tested, they weren't, and sometimes it's the growing culture, which is just, you know, so you want to have the whole thing be high-end. And there's there's good probiotics out there, so that's what you want to do, because, yeah, our microbiome, the main one's sort of the gut, and then that goes through, you know, connects with the brain and the whole all over the body, and then the skin microbiome um, is also really connected to the guts, but it's sort of its own thing. And then oral microbiome is huge uh, for oral care. And obviously, it's fully connected with the guts. And then for women, the yoni, the the vaginal microbiome is a huge area too. So you're saying if you take this pro- probiotic, it will help start balancing all of it. Yeah, and any any and so really this is good one you guys make. Yeah, we made. Uh, brilliant. How can people get it uh, on our website or at our store in Venice? 
give them all the information. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to help you sell yeah, yourself you. here. <laughs> uh, livinglypatients.com. And we have a beauty boutique right at the beach in Venice on 8 Brooks Avenue. That's amazing. Yeah. Because, and is it a probiotic that has to go in the refrigerator? Like, no, we made a travel-friendly one. Wow, I that's I huge. That. Yeah. It's I feel pain. like that's a barrier of entry. It is. It can be. At least be. for me, but yeah. I'm, I'm lazy when it comes to this <laughs> stuff. But I, I'm not alone. I know that. And we have some um, articles on our site about it, too, and, like, how you can use it further. Like, you can break open a capsule and also, like, do oil pulling with a probiotic, for example, which is really good. Yeah. And you can even, like, add a, open a capsule, add it to some honey, make a honey mask, and then put it And that it helps your balance your face, like, yeah. your facial microbiome. Yeah. So, okay. So this is interesting. So a lot of what you're saying about the face, going back to the products, is the balance of the microbiome. And... Because here's my question. How many, I, I, try, I had on the oil that you sent that you can wash and yeah. moisturize, which, which I really liked. Um, the best skin ever. It, it, it's, it, oh, that, that's yeah. what it was called. Yeah, it's, it was beautiful. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Your skin is great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was, it was really lovely. How many varieties do you have? And you guys have those realms that you, right, yes. you break. Yeah, the beauty realms. Our renegade know. beauty realms, yeah. yeah. Well, we have, uh, I think, about eight or nine best skin evers and then we have so four. it's not just mine I'm just kidding no, no. So, so, but we focus on like four for those beauty realms so right. we've got like a sea buckthorn best skin ever which is really good for like acne and like that kind of a skin but it's also our best seller so really it's also again with your skin's balance just go into you know any of the realms will do um, and then for like a wisdom skin we have the rose best skin ever and then is that just, old people skin you know basically <laughs> <laughs> but it can be for anything um, you don't you're just not, care um <laughs> Then sandalwood best skin ever for um, a sensitive skin, and then frankincense best skin ever for like you know a little bit more male or um, you know skin that's like red, sort of like your reddish. You just still don't know what you know. Again, we don't always know what's on our face, but it's just like red, irritated, uh, maybe eczema, psoriasis skin. Now, are these realms something that kind of is it like the starting point and then the goal is everything gets balanced so it becomes one like singular realm? Exactly, okay. yeah. Because, yeah, you're going to, you might come in a little unbalanced, but you're going to totally move towards But balance. that's interesting because I think we all have been raised with like, what's your skin type? What's oh, yeah. your skin type? My oily mix, whatever And that was just is. a marketing thing from Clinique in the 60s that we that literally brilliant. all live by now, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And so what you're saying is nobody should actually have a skin type. It should all be the same thing. It's just we've been so out of balance. And so, what your products and also not even just products what you preach and talk about is by changing your gut health and your microbiome and your face and what you're eating and what you're putting on it you're going to go back to stasis yes so much so and then the thing other key thing about the best skin ever oil is that that's replacing the use of soap yeah well that's what I thought was interesting when I was reading I'm like so wash and uses and so but you use water yeah okay I mean that's what I did Yeah. yeah Which is great for camping and stuff. Cause, no, yeah. by the way. I mean, anything where I can bring one thing yeah. and it does it all, I'm totally. into it. <laughs> Same here. I mean, I'm I, low maintenance. I create many things, but I'm very much like Practical. really love keeping it simple. Well, the fact that you said your probiotic travels, I can tell already that you think like that. <laughs> because usually you'd be like, no, the better ones are for that. And you're like, oh, but then nobody uses it. And it's a, a problem. Yeah. So, so again, like, because one of the things I feel like you hear from people, and then we'll move on from face, even though you know, it's a pretty popular subject, um, is after they use kind of oils as the basis of their 
skincare, mm-hmm. they get clogged. Whether they're oily or not, they start to get clogged. So, Well, again, I mean, what are the ingredients? You know, is it like there's a lot of oil cleansers out there that are made with um, petroleum. I won't say like petroleum oil. It will have right. one of the, there's like 60 names for petroleum derived ingredients. Um, so there's that situation. Or if we're in the natural realm, I mean, you know, we love jojoba. Jojoba is a plant wax. It's actually not a vegetable oil, and it um, is is stable and beautiful. And it's the mo- the oil on the planet that's most like our sebum. And there's a real harmony mm. and a synergy with our skin. It's just extremely exquisite and expensive, and nobody wants to use that as their main, like as a main oil. So you get a lot of uh, natural products using things like apricot or grapeseed oil or almond oil, right. which don't have that synergy with the skin, which are usually contaminated with something, and they go like grapeseed oil is usually salt. There's a solvent in there to make it, and it has a rancidity factor. So those like the almond and the grapeseed and the peach kernel kind of thing, um, even argon oil, I'm not a big fan of because there's a lot of um, harvesting issues. Um, the stability isn't quite there, and so they can you know that's like you're then you're applying sort of radical free radicals on your body because they're rancid or then maybe that product because those oils do go rancid in six months they're going to have to add other ingredients that kind of um stop it from going rancid or as i've often inhaled on just a shelf of like oh yeah and it's like totally rancid but i don't know if people <laughs> people don't care have that or they don't ha- quite have that sense of smell yet right so, you're, you're in tune i'm in tune <laughs> um but so you're not gonna have the same results on, and it's not going to absorb as well or clean as well. You know what I mean? So, so that, so if you've tried oil cleansing and it hasn't been that great, you know, that could be the reason. So if you're going to do your own, I would just find true jojoba oil or like a true olive oil. And then, you know, you have like clean oils to work with. I have to say my, my skin, cause I can, t- especially in this weather can tend to get dry. Like it's been, I haven't felt it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. I, when you can like notice your skin, like I haven't yeah. noticed it. It's been actually really nice. Well, when we're using soap, even if it's mild, like we're stripping yeah. and then we're, um, you know, those, the surfactants are going in and lodging themselves. And then we're really messing with like the, you know, and it sounds kind of gross, but we're messing with the microbiome's food system. Right. You know, they, we can't over exfoliate either. We can't like, we're just scrubbing so hard as a society, like our faces. Oh, that's interesting. And, you know, they need to eat the so stuff in the pores. And how do you stuff. feel about peels then? Um, well, it would all depend, but probably 99% <laughs> of them I'm not going to, you know, work with. Because it's too, it's over it's too to, much. We're leaving the young cells underneath too vulnerable. And they're not having the chance to mature before they become the top layer. Right. So there's a whole cycle. It takes about 40 days, you know, from going up and from we're the... Cutting it we're cutting it off. Yeah. And we're leaving our, our, our cells vulnerable. And that can also lead to things like melasma. So what about facials in general? Like now you hear these things like the ones that are supposedly all natural, like the vampire facial, which is like taking your own blood, creating your own... Like what about stuff like that? That Well, that's a neat... That's PRP therapy. I mean, it's called vampire in the facial world, right. but it's a great therapy that their dentists are using. Um, it's really good for once you're cleaning out like jaw cavitations and doing gum repair where you, yeah, so you get your plasma. So you, they take blood from your body and then put it in a, 
in a centrifugal machine. So it separates the blood from the golden plasma. And then that's re-injected into your body. So for healing dental wounds and like cleaning out um, where you might have had a a jaw cavitation or a wisdom tooth out or an old root canal that came out and then they inject that area, it's bringing all the stem cells and everything to that area. So I I can only imagine that's actually a good thing to do to the face and you're going to have... Uh, like a longer term result. I mean, certainly better than Botox. But from what I understand, I've had a few friends that do. I mean, it's painful. And it's like, you know, it's not just one shot in the forehead. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But if anything was to work, I mean, you're literally actually going more to a root of a problem than just something surface and toxic. So you're actually for it. I like it. Look, you guys, we found something. (laughs) (laughs) She's pro-vampire facial. Now, if you have $1,000 in uh, pain tolerance. Exactly, (laughs) and a high pain tolerance. So speaking of teeth, because you're talking about, uh, that's been my question, because you talk a lot about in your book, too, like the gums, and you have like the gum oil, which I also use, which I found fascinating, because that doesn't, there's not a version of that, I feel like, that exists. That's a new concept, yeah. Yes, and... I loved it because I've always, I'm like, how by today's day and age have they not come up with something like that regenerates gums? Like, I don't get it. It's like with everyone receding and there's always issues. How with like today's productivity and evolution have we not figured out something? So talk about, do you feel like you're on to something that can actually help with like growth or is it just to prevent it from receding? Well, there's a few, yeah. So there's not, it's, it's certainly totally helpful. I wouldn't say it's a full magic bullet because you want to do some other practices that will help that because re- receding gums is, is a real issue. Yeah. Bleeding and receding gums, it's like pretty much 90% of the population. Right. So, you know, there's simple things we have to do like brushing properly which sounds crazy, but, you know, we're, everybody's brushing back and forth really crazy. And then the, the bristles are getting, like, splayed. Yeah. So six months from now, your toothbrush needs to look exactly like the day you bought it. Like right. on that, you know, that all the bristles are straight. I'm guilty of this. <laughs> so you want to brush gum down, and then on this level, it's gum up. Right. So you kind of, it's like natural. You just sort of lift up. You don't do both strokes. Right. So that's one thing. And then, the, yeah, the area where the gum and the teeth connect is, you know, when we get plaque and different things digging up into the gums and they start receding back. So you really want to take care of that gum line. So besides massaging the dental serum onto the gums, and we have an ozonated version too, which is really good, but you want to, um, you know, use like one of those gum picks or the sulca brushes, put the drop of oil on there, and then you kind of just keep going over those gum lines. And then we also have these dental syringes, which you can put the dental serum in or like a little bit of baking soda water and the dental serum for some alkalinity. And then it's a blunt tip syringe. So you can just start injecting, you know, in between in the gum line to really clear those out. And then the gums have a chance to grow back up because if your dentist has ever said, oh, my God, your gum pockets are past like a three. You want to have them at a one, two or three. Right. Um, and uh, but if you can get those gum pockets that are seven eight nine, you bring them back up because right. where the gums receding, that part of the tooth is very vulnerable because it doesn't have the same enamel. Right. So that's when you can start getting those gum line cavities, which you don't want at all. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's so much. And so also, people of our age, you probably have some mercury fillings. You're saying get them out, no yeah, matter what. No matter what, you want those out. But of course, you've got to do it with a proper dentist. So a lot of dentists now will be like, you know, put them in. We'll take them out. It's okay. But you really need to find a dentist that does not put them in. A right. So they don't have it in their practice. Right. And that they follow the very, very strict um, protocols 
to remove it because you don't, you know, you got a dental dams and they got a special air filters because <laughs> the vapors release <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And a lot of dentists, um, especially my favorite dentist, Dr. Nunnally in Texas, he thought he was holistic in the eighties and nineties. So he's removing so much mercury, but without the full protocols. And he got like mercury toxicity himself until he went deep, deep into, um, you know, really understanding and creating holistic biological. Dentistry. So when they're in your teeth, still they're still giving. I mean, yeah, that's what we now know. Twenty four seven, whether it's you know been in your mouth for a day or forty years, it's off gassing mercury vapors, only to increase by fifteen hundred percent when you are chewing or drinking hot liquids. Uh, lots of good news here, yes. guys. <laughs> Talk about, you mentioned oil pulling. We actually did a whole thing on the show about oh, oil fun. pulling, too. Yeah, we yeah. did a little challenge. So, it, great. You love it. It's great. Yeah. Coconut oil or any oil? Like yeah, coconut oil. And then you can, like, upgrade it, like, by adding a, a drop of a dental serum, a drop of an organic peppermint oil, a little dash of charcoal, or... Um, uh, the probiotic. I right. have in my book in Renegade Beauty, too, like, uh, recipes for making tooth butter cups. So you can... Um, you know, make little, you get a little silicone, silicone tray and make little cubes, pop them in a jar. And then you can just, then you have like the right size to pop in your mouth, which is fun for kids and stuff. Right. That's fun. Yeah. They looked, I looked at them and I was like, those actually look edible. If you could eat. <laughs> I know. Um, what do you feel like, cause, and you're saying no fluoride, which is not, I've, I've heard that too, yeah. but you're saying no fluoride, obviously no glycerin. Yeah. We learned that from earlier and you're, I liked your toothpaste too, a lot. Um, and I think some people would be like, well, how is that on breath? How does that take care of? Oh. So talk about that. Well, I think it's actually dealing with breath on a deeper level because essential oils, not only do they, you know, have that minty fresh, you know, if it's mint, they have all that the aroma. But they're all essential oils to varying degrees are antiviral, antifungal and antibacterial. So it's killing it from the source. It's killing it from the source. And it's going, you know, and if you're scraping your tongue, it's going there, you know, so you're just really coating your mouth and you're really giving the the mouth's microbiome a chance to like re breathe and rebalance and it's the when the microbiome is out of balance and your gut I mean bad breath really does come from the guts it's usually like there's an issue with uh, digestion or constipation you know at the root of it so get that probiotic we get keep going back probiotic. to that probiotic yeah. <laughs> you also mentioned in the book how eating gluten can actually really affect your teeth. Yeah, I mean, I used to sort of think some people were just, but I really feel like probably none of us should be eating gluten because um, it really does mess with the guts and it creates microscopic um, perforation in the lining of the guts. And then tiny things can leak into the body that were never supposed to be in the body. And that will release proteins and stuff, which generally leads to an autoimmune issue. So no gluten. No gluten. So do you, what is your diet? Are you vegetarian? Are you plant-based? Do you eat everything? Do you eat meat? I, I did live uh, many, many years as a vegan. Like back like that sort of from that, that time we talked about earlier. And that was great for a long time. But always I can totally <laughs> see you in this like running the yeah. store. You were probably like Miss Hippie Dippy, <laughs> like sweet, like running down the street. Did you have like a purple floral dress? I had all kinds. I, of, feel, yeah. like I, could, I feel like I could see it with that print. And <laughs> but then really understanding teeth and Dr. Weston Price's work and creating a child and pregnant and <laughs> breastfeeding, it was like really understanding a lot of the, the dietary um, 
needs. deficiencies in, in, in the vegan diet. But what was great was it's, you know, for many years, at least I wasn't eating like, because we weren't, the food wasn't quite available then, like harder, wild, and sure. like grass fed, you know, that none of that kind of, I mean, I'm sure it existed, but it didn't exist. So at least it saved me from eating a few decades worth of like hormone laden antibiotic meat and that kind of thing. But it was quite a journey to go back. But I'm basically like pagan now, so like paleo vegan. So what is that exactly? Like you eat well again when if I if I'm eating protein or meat, it's like the cleanest I can find. I never compromise in that area. And I, while I've dabbled with dairy, obviously again it would be the purest you can find. My body doesn't work with that. But I really feel like even paleo vegan or vegetarian, you know, there's there's this, you could be vegetarian. Because vegetarian's cool. I just feel like with vegan, you're miss, you are missing some things. You have to really deeply supplement because there's the dietary fats that you're not getting, which are so key. Um, but it, you could be eating a beautiful vegan diet, but you may be having like oats and then legumes and rice. And then there's going to be a lectin issue, which is really huge. So it's really, we. Re, I really deeply from, I've been experimenting with food, you know, this whole time and you know, I feel like those, you know, meat or not meat is one thing, but we have to really understand, like you could be eating all vegetables and organic and thinking it's great, but oxalates and lectins, um, you know, and nightshades, those are things that can really throw somebody off and contribute to disease and inflammation. So I really feel like everybody's really got to tune in and almost you, everybody kind of has to do their own version of an elimination diet and see what works for them and what doesn't. But I love, it's great to hear that from you. We talk about it a lot on here, how yeah. ultimately you need to know what, you, like you said, oh, and I went back to cheese, but my body doesn't do well. It wasn't like, yeah. so I don't believe in cheese. You're like, I, my body didn't process it. Yeah. And so, but I really feel like, you know, and it's not like plants, plants are pretty powerful and I mean they're creating essential oils and different things and when we eat from their defense system it doesn't always work with my, our body so like not you know that's interesting not every green leafy vegetable or fruit vegetable works and it could be wreaking havoc on and you think oh I'm just eating beets right and it should be fine <laughs> but it's not working for you yeah so okay a couple things Oils, back to oils, which we started with. Yeah. What's your go-to? If you someone had to buy one oil and start with one oil, what would it be? That's hard. I know. <laughs> but it's Frank- like- I like frankincense, I think, for that. It's so... Um, you've got the whole first aid medicine realm covered, and then you also have, like, you know, great spirit meditation yeah. that whole realm you know and it can be generally be used undiluted too on right. the skin which is always fun so you know if you've got something like a zit can- or like you know things just come on our face overnight we don't even know what they are like right <laughs> dab a little drop of frankincense on there and it will it will chill what do you feel like okay so with oils let's say you have a big meeting you need to focus what oil oh, that'd be frankincense actually okay you're Tired, not you're tired, and you need to take a nap. Um, neroli. Okay. So beautiful. If you're not feeling well, you feel like you have might the flu might be coming on. Everything. <laughs> Just take it all. I do something called live embalming. So, because in ancient Egypt they would embalm, the embalming process used a lot of essential oils. Also, like, aren't there those raindrop therapies too that they do that are like all the oils also? Oh yeah, maybe. And it's the same thing when you're not feeling well. Yes, yeah, so you just like a whole bunch right yeah. on your chest, like the eucalyptus, peppermint, like thyme, thyme, the sweet thyme, and frankincense, and you're just like applying that every hour, and then you could even be putting some in your water, like a couple drops, and drinking that. What about for clarity? 
clarity, rosemary is beautiful, um, peppermint, you know, that's just bing. <laughs> I love it. Um, and you talked about in here, and I mean, we talked about in here too, like make, doing baths with the oils. Mm-hmm. And do you do that often? Oh, yeah, every bath is going to have. I love bathing in magnesium, drop iodine, and then like whatever flavor of oil I want. It is really amazing. I've said my daughter got hand, foot, and mouth over. Yeah, which oh, is, that's fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always a nightmare. And you know, I'm always on these mommy groups that are like, what do you do? And, you know, it's a virus. You got to let it run its course. Yeah. There's not much you can do except try and make them feel comfortable. And I keep telling them, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling you, I think this really sped it up for us. Yeah. Because hers was bad. And then weirdly, we got through it pretty quickly. I had her in a bath like three times a day with like baking soda, um, whatchamacallit, salts. Yeah. And if I had lavender or something, I threw it in there. But at the core, it was always like baking soda with the salts. Good. And I tried to tell everyone, I'm like, I really think it pulled it out because it, it went through so fast. Like she, within a day, she was actually back to herself. And within a few days, it was almost all, it was crazy. Well, it's so good because you've got alkalinity going on with the magnesium and the baking soda, which is great because like uh, disease doesn't t- work with alkalinity as much. So you've got that going on baking soda is an amazing thing and our bodies create bicarbonate soda too but it where it you know gets less as we age right so it's a key thing so you've got all that conditioning the skin and then magnesium is like responsible for so many detox pathways in the body so soaking in magnesium is such a good thing oh good well i'm glad yeah. i i mean it was the one time i was like oh i think i did this right yeah, did. like because it seemed to help um okay so i think Wow, we've actually been talking for a while. I didn't realize it. So let's do your four yous, and then we'll go into your personal practice. You guys, but I mean it. Like, get the Renegade Beauty book, also the dental book, because there's so much. I mean, I had so many dental issues. I won't bore them, bore you with them, but it's there's a lot. And it was nice to see how there's all these other things you can do that they're not even... Like, all this other stuff you're saying, this is healthier, this is a smarter way to do it. But a lot of the stuff you talked about with the dentistry, they're not even talking about yet. That's what I found so fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And there's so much we can do just at home to make, like, if you haven't been to the dentist in a while, you know, do our eight steps, follow that, book your appointment three months from now, and you're going to go much with better. a better mouth, <laughs> yes. a cheaper appointment, you know? And an easier one. Easier, Because yeah. sometimes that can be hard. Like, if someone hasn't been in a long time, I'm like, oh, brace yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you want to prepare. But get the Renegade Beauty because it has every answer and, like you said, suggestions and helpful in a lot of homemade stuff or stuff from you guys that they can use and it's great but let's do for you so four quick questions with four quick answers so if you could say one book that changed your trajectory which book would it have been uh krishnamurti this light in oneself Mm, and what about a teacher is there an inspirational teacher you kind of lean back on uh well krishnamurti i love yeah a roomie what it room is great. Yeah. What um, do you have a personal practice? Um, well, I try and incorporate, like, make my whole life my personal practice. I like that. I have to say, it's interesting because you clearly were tapped in at a very young age. Because even when you're like, okay, now the store is closing, I need a year to see, and I want to make sure this is not like a random connection that the oils really want to be. Like, you always had a very aware path, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like super aware as a kid? Was it weird? Did you ever feel like you were seeing the world in a way that other kids weren't seeing it? I don't think you know that until you're older. You're like, oh, like I, you know, like people don't all dream in color, for example. Like you don't, I didn't know that until later. <laughs> I, so, I dream in color. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, but I mean like, so you, yeah, you're on your path, but you just think, 
it's like like everybody's brains are like yours as a kid. Right. But did you ever feel different in that way? I yeah, I mean I felt different and I had a lot in as a kid too where people would just be like you're just, you know, you'd get the little posters or the cards and I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do, but it just always was with a bit with the message of like, you're really different. <laughs> like, we love you yeah. for you just being yeah. you. Keep being unique. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> so you were, it's interesting. Do you feel like when your husband came in the mix, there was like a calmness of like, because it feels like your trajectory changed again with him. No, yeah, no, he was just like, what was cool was he was like, you, Yeah. Let's go with this. Right. So it was cool because he was like, I'm in, I'm game, I am with you. And that was very, like when, you know, two, like our efforts then together was bigger than our individuals. And we weren't just in our union and then like going off in our different ways. It was like when we, we put our force field together and then that was just phenomenal. Okay. Last question. What do you do first thing when you wake up? Hang out with my family. You guys all wake up at the same time? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's rare. I feel like so many people have different sleeping habits. Yeah. We just, like, we hang out. We watch the sunrise. And oh, you guys all wake up. And how old did you say your son was? 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. For now. I was going to say, <laughs> pretty soon that might start changing. Yeah. That's nice to watch yeah. the sunrise. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for this very informative, eye-opening conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm going to I'm going to go and buy more products. So, <laughs> I hope you guys tune in, listen, watch, like read the book if you can. Um, because there's so much great stuff and so much amazing helpful information that I think a lot of us are just in the dark. Yeah, I just wanted to really lay it all out and just give as much as I knew because we need we need to know some stuff right now. We you kinda, know a lot. <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot out there and we just got to cut I've always had that thing of just like really wanting to cut through the BS. Like it's a big passion of mine. Uh, me too, and so I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> so you guys stay tuned because she is going to do her personal practice, which is a being beauty meditation. So now Nadine is going to lead us through her personal practice, which is a meditation on being beauty. So may this meditation for beauty, may this be an invitation to the billions of bacteria and cells in the body that contain billions of points of consciousness. This cellular and bacterial beingness desires balance and continually seeks improved conditions from the contrasts of life. So let us take a moment to allow the consciousness of our skin to come into alignment by appreciating all of the good that our bodies, bacteria, cells, and DNA do without us even thinking about it. Let's dive into our divine skin, into the brilliance of our beings, and nourish the billions of pores that are parched for a real-to-the-feel reunion with the gorgeous garden of the cosmos. Let us begin by deepening our breathing. Inhaling, exhaling. This time is a gift to your being and aligns you to the natural rhythm of your beauty. Each breath tunes yourself to the beauty of who you really are. Focus softly on these words and allow this fine tuning on a cellular level. Feel your breath. Feel life breathing you. Feel that your body is naturally guided by the light of all creation. Feel the sun 
Imagine warm, golden beams of sunlight pouring upon your hair, pouring upon your head, pouring upon your face. As this light pours into your body, feel it restoring and revitalizing every cell. Pouring upon your back, flowing down your torso and flowing down your legs. Feel this light on your skin. Submerge into your skin and nourish your body with this light of creation. Receive this light into every pore of your skin and every cell within. Invite this light elixir to travel throughout your body. Feel this bright light in your bloodstream. Feel this light loving your lymph, liver, and lungs. Feel this light guiding your glands and your body's internal rhythms. Wherever your skin and health are at, decide to feel good about it. Honor how your body and skin serve you so well. Appreciate how your skin and senses consistently decipher life for you. Feel life's innate wisdom, its infinite reliability, its beauty. It's natural for you to feel well-being and to feel beautiful. Relax into this renewed radiance, and for the next few moments, let your breath guide you. Inhaling. Exhaling. Feel life's luminous effervescence shining through the skin you are in. Feel radiance glowing from your skin. Feel brightness beaming from your cheeks and shining from your eyes. Feel a stream of well-being pouring into you. Feel the cells in your skin tuning into your appreciation and feel the life within lighting up the beneficial bacteria and cells that make you a beautiful you. There is vast light-filled beauty in the universe and within you. Feel this light of creation circulating throughout your body. Gather the light into your heart and inhale. As you slowly exhale, let your being beam this illuminating beauty from your chest, allowing the light of life to do the rest. Tune into the concert of reciprocating cosmic rhythms. Feel the vital cadence of confluencing elements the in- eternal streams of well-being that you are a part of, the source that makes the sun rise. Give up to the grace of this goodness. Give your beauty the benefit of the doubt and ripen with the glory of that knowledge and receive your beauty. Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielik, and music by Alex Fetter. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Talks podcast, and join us there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.